Yo, what's up, everybody? Hope you all had a great Christmas. Um, just want to let you guys know that the giveaway is still going on. $20 Amazon gift card. Uh, right now, I'm still at 43 subscribers, trying to get to 50. And there's only three comments on the video. So the rules to the giveaway is subscribe, leave a like, leave a comment. There's only three comments. So if you comment, there's a good chance you might win. 25% chance. Uh, yeah, episode 13 with my family. We're all wearing matching PJs. Uh, it was pretty fun. Um, I sh I'll probably have them on again soon. But yeah, go Gators. Game day today. I'll talk to you guys later. Enjoy the episode. Peace. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. It's episode 13, Life of Leak, the podcast. It is your boy, Malik, a.k.a. Leak. And I'm here, some new faces, a new a new place. This is my home. This is my family. From what would it be your right to left? Yeah, from your from your right to left is my mom, my sister, myself, and my dad. I'll go ahead and let them introduce them step introduce themselves. Um I guess we'll go we'll start off with we'll start off with my dad. You can go ahead and introduce yourself. What's up, everybody? Uh you can call me uh Dr. DeVise or Little Larry or Larry DeVise or whatever it is. Little <laughs> Larry. I've been called a lot of things, but uh, it's so happy, happy to be here. Happy, proud of my son here, Malik, doing his thing, you know, showing his colors. Uh, just a blessing to be here. Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. I Ayana. We, I guess we can go, Ayana. Hi, everybody. Um, my name is Ayana, you know. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. Ayana happy went Kwanzaa. to an HBCU. I did. I went to oh, there you go. North Carolina A and T. Um, shout out to my Aggies. Yes, this is my sister. Three years apart. Um, we're friends now. We weren't always friends. She used to bully me. <laughs> um, not really bully allegedly. Me. She used to boss me around. Allegedly, it's not allegedly. <laughs> Everyone at the table will confirm it. Allegedly. Yeah, I was a bully. <laughs> I was a boss. She was boss. She's a boss. She's a boss. But we're friends now. That's all my other oldest siblings understand. You know, you just you the a third parental unit. Okay. There you your turn, mom. Hey everybody. I am Malik's mom, Cynthia DeVise. Um that's about it. Glad to be here. Happy holidays. Okay. Well, like they said, it is the holidays. Today, right now, is Christmas Eve. I know it should have been out today, but it'll be out Christmas Day. Um, and we are doing a paint and sip where it's very, it's going to get very non-alcoholic <laughs> tonight. Because we have sparkling, <laughs> sparkling, um, Welch sparkling sips. drinks, which is okay, which is what I, we grew up on. Every New Year's, did we ever drink these for like Christmas, or was it just was it just, just New Year's? Year's. Mostly New, New Year's, Year's, but since you guys are not gonna be here, um, Ayana's not gonna be here for New Year's. We're not sure where Malik's gonna be for New Year's. We just decided to break it out tonight. Live big. Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> live large with the ciders. So like the lady at Walgreens told me, Merry Christmas or whatever holiday it is you celebrate. Uh, <laughs> uh. Happy holidays to everyone out there. Um. So, I guess we'll start 
with a question that I got. How did how did you? Well, yeah, we're, we're actually. What is everybody painting? I guess I'll. We'll start with we'll start with mom. What are you painting? So, right now it may look like an alien. However, I am painting a ballerina lady. If she, you send it to me, I'll put it up. On yeah, the yeah. Send it to you. I mean, if you send it to me later, I'll put okay. It on the yeah. So I'm painting a ballerina lady, and I don't want. I don't know. I don't know if you can see it, but anyway, I got a ballerina lady. Let me see. I, I, I'll put it up. It. I'll put it up when. <laughs> and actually, yeah. So right now, it looks like a foreign object. So. Ayana, what are you gonna paint? I am painting um, some puzzle pieces with a lovely rainbow background. Very simplistic. Okay. Um, I'm gonna paint this character from a cartoon that I've never watched. That cartoon that I don't know what it is, but. It's a, it's a meme that I use a lot on Twitter, so I don't know where it came from, but I just saw it, and it's funny. It's it's kind of like the um, Conceited video. Oh, when he's kind of, no, it's like, it's a rapper named Conceited. Yeah, he's a rapper. Um, no, 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 no. Oh, too much paint was coming out. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, but it's like it was like how he's like, I can't even really, but like pokes his lips out, and like, anyways, but yeah, that's what I'm painting. Um. I guess we'll see. I haven't even started on it yet. Everyone else has got, gotten started on it, at least sketching theirs out. I have not yet. Um, what are you painting, Dad? I'll show you on here. I used to be a pretty good artist until, uh, until the kids I, came. I, I, I'll, I'll, put, I'll put it up. I had to go to dental school, but uh, painting a, a Black Lives Matter fist. All right. It's the uh, story of my life, not just uh, this time that we're in. Okay. Um, I guess we can go over. I'll go around since... The introductions weren't uh, very descript, weren't too descript. We'll go around and say what um, what you guys do, a little bit of your life story, interesting parts of your life that might be just a little about yourself. Um, I start. I'm a, a graduate of Bowling Green State University, also class of 1988. Falcons. Uh, yes, right. Went on to uh, Ohio State University, where I uh, went to dental school. Uh, from 88 to 92, graduated in 92, got married to my lovely wife. Uh, we were married for four years, you know, had a good time, and then finally uh, decided to have our first child. That was Ayana. And uh, three years after that, yeah. you know, our second child, that was Malik. Um, just been the, it really is uh, truly a blessing. I have a, a, a blessed life um, with these people you see here around this table. And this is my immediate family, but my extended family also. Uh, just, just thankful to be here. Thankful to be able to, uh, to, to, to be on the podcast. I listen every week, of course, and also to, uh, you know, just to be here with family. It's a blessing. All right, Doctor D. Um, I am a graduate of North Carolina A and T, class of twenty eighteen. Aggies, the last good class. Um, I. Graduated in chemical engineering, and I currently make COVID tests. So, yay, I make COVID tests. I'm out here, you know, fighting the good fight for the peoples, going to work every day, trying to make everybody else's life easier. Safer, Who you work with? Healthy. Oh, I don't tell people my job. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> oh, we don't tell people where. I don't tell people where. Come get you. 
Nope. Okay, so. This is your turn now. It's my turn. So uh -huh. I am um, an educator and let's see, I currently work for a school district that we live in the city and work for the school district. Oh, tell them where I work so they come get me. You don't want to come get you on your job. No. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, I am the, um, you, when you hear people who work in the field of diversity, equity, and inclusion, that would be me. So, um, I have been doing that type of work for over 25 years. Um, and currently we are working to make sure that our teachers, our administrators, um, our operations, everyone in our school district are trained in regards to equity to make sure that our um, students of color, our uh, minoritized students have access to opportunities, um, making sure that they are prepared, college and career ready, um, and if they get the best, best academic um, services available to them and that we're providing it to them. So that is what I do on my job, nine to five, so to speak. Not quite nine to five, but more like when I get there. <laughs> when I get there, but um, and it's nine to five. But anyway, and then I also um, have a business where I um, provide college and career readiness to um, students and families um, in high school, middle school and high school. I do parent universities where I work with parents on how to get their kids ready for college. Um, I worked for Ohio State University, Ohio Dominican University, um, a college in Virginia. So it's been a really fun um, job, met a lot of students. I love working with college-age students and also K-12 students, more so college-age. I, I love that age group. And um, let's see. Oh, and I have two books. Um, one is, uh, what is the first one? Um, coaching your child to academic success, and then the second one is a college prep planner for um, college-bound students. And so I just enjoy that kind of work. So that's a little bit about me. Presently working on your doctorate. Oh yeah, and I'm per presently in school working on a doctorate. So yeah, yeah. very very busy. So <laughs> when I come back home, sometimes very she'll ask me about school, and then she'll tell me about school. So that's something that hasn't. Uh, it's something kind of new. Her telling me about the teachers that she has and the assignments she's doing. And then like, now you understand why I'm, why me, I, I mean, I haven't been stressing. And well, not even I haven't, I haven't been out of school for how long? Three, three, three years, years three years. So why well, I'm been, I've been stressing, even though I mm -hmm. haven't stressed too much, but so she's going to school in the two thousands, which is new yeah. for her. Usually she goes yeah. to school and she's tough. Usually she's just hearing about school in the two thousands from or at least college. Um, but now she's hearing them. She's actually experiencing it, which it's cool to to hear her talk about the things that's happening in her, like in her classes, because then it's like I can talk. I can then I can talk to her and say, "You might as well just cheat on it." <laughs> <laughs> you gotta put her up on game. You gotta. So when it's some, I don't know if you can do it for graduate school. Undergrad, you can get by with it. But you see this, look it up, you did put tell me how to on, on stuff. and yeah. then the answer might come up, but you might have to search it. But um, 
Yeah, because you did tell me, because I, I, I didn't have any idea about this online learning. And because of COVID, everything has moved from, you know, going on campus to being online. And then I was telling you how I've never done an online class and how we had to put... Um, oh, discussing, group yeah, discussions. Yeah, the group discussions and um, put some posts in. And so Malik was saying, he told me what he normally does, how he cheats when it comes to posts. And I was like, oh, I've never done that before. I don't know what that's what I'm supposed to do. He's like, you can go in and read everybody else's and then put your post in or uh-huh. something like that. Yeah. You, you pick the best answers and put them all together and that's your answer. Yeah. Right I was like, that's cheating. I'm on my own. Worse. <laughs> but my, my only problem with quote unquote cheating is cause I, I always feel like, like I'll be about to do it and I'm like, I don't know if I should do it. They're going to find out somehow or some way. So then I don't do it. But, um, my la- did you come to Westerville my last year of high school? So when I was a senior, or did you start working there when I was a junior? I came in 07? No, no, fourteen. I was supposed to say seven. I, I worked from I worked seven. at Ohio Dominican from so that was seven to fourteen. My, so fourteen. Fourteen. That was my second year. Oh yeah, that was just. So she was there. For, you were there for since my sophomore year. No, she got there. I graduated in fourteen. Yeah. But then she came the year after, after. that. So that was your junior year, okay. and I was gone. Yeah, you were gone. No, because that would have been my, that would have been my, I was only a oh, freshman. Oh, you were there for one year. Oh, yeah, so it was your sophomore year. Yeah. Yeah. So I got there 13, like, yeah. 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 So. I left Ohio Dominican in 14 and came there 14 in, uh, what was it, August? Yeah. yeah. Beginning July. Of year. Yeah. Where have you liked working and, the best? And the funniest thing school? is, I, remember what I told you when I first started there? I was like, okay, this is how it's going to happen. Now, when I come into your school building, because I would go into all the high schools and the middle schools, and I told Malik, I said, now, when I come into your building, I'm going to act like I don't know you. I'm just going to walk right past you. But if you want... If not, you want to, not, to, not to keep from embarrassing me. She didn't want to embarrass herself. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> I would just, I'm just going to walk right by you. But if you want to say something to me, then you have to come and approach me. But I'm not going to approach you. I'm just going to keep walking and doing what I do. Even though I see you in the cafeteria wherever, I'm just going to walk right past you. But if you want to acknowledge me, you have to come to me and say, hey, mom, or whatever. And then and then I'll talk to you. But other than that, I'm not going to talk to you. Mm. And it worked out pretty well. But then he was he was happy to have me up there. He's like, oh, yeah, that's my mom. I yeah, because everyone she, cool. she started getting involved in everything. She started having an after school program. It was my job. <laughs> I created the program. She just She's like she started getting involved. Getting yeah. involved. I start making. This stuff is gonna be, his hairline's gonna be a little messed up. Hey, we've all been through it as kids. Well, not me, but what been through what? All boys have been through a jacked up hairline phase. Yeah. But um, oh, it was the best job. Yeah, which one did you like the more, the, mo- the most? You know what? I I have enjoyed um, all of my jobs in higher education. I, I have. I really have. Every job that I've had in higher education, <laughs> even the one that was in Virginia, I enjoyed that one. I enjoyed working at Ohio State University. I enjoyed working at Ohio Dominican. And when it's time to go, it's time to go, you know? Mm-hmm. But, but I enjoy them just because... I'm working with students, and the students make it fun. And when you're working with people, and for me, I'm usually working with majority um, black and brown students. And so for me, it is um, 
it's just fun to see them come as kids who are new to the campus and then you know they're learning about each other they're learning about themselves they start to grow you know and you're introducing them to college and campus life and that's just fun so i've enjoyed all of those jobs not to say that sometimes you know some things didn't go well but for the most part i enjoyed it i i love that career so i've been blessed i'm gonna ask dad this too what jobs did you have before like before you got into your career so mm -hmm. like undergrad high school tell me about your at job Oh, my first job out of, Ooh. well, I used to work, I worked at Cellular One, which was the first, one of the first companies for a cell phone. And I worked for AT&T. And when I worked for AT&T, I used to cry almost every day. Mm. And I would go over to Larry's house because we were dating. And I would go over there and I would cry. And I was like, oh, I hate this job. Oh my gosh, I can't stand this job. And this mm. was after Bowling Green. And I was like, this is a horrible job. And he said, well, you can't come over here crying every day. That's right. I was stressed out. I'm trying to get through dental school, dealing with these people. I'll just say people. And uh, But I told her when she came out of undergrad, I said, listen, don't stop. Just go right into graduate school. Don't try to get a job or anything like that because that's not just go to graduate school and get it over with. But she's like, no, I need to have a job. I need to get a job. I need to make some money. Yeah, that's like, what all right. Do. Like you gotta make some money. Oh shoot. Shoot. Coming from where we came from, when nobody really giving us a whole bunch of money. I didn't have anything either, but shoot. I knew the, the quickest way to get something was to kind of take a little time to to continue the education first. But and anyway, that's, so that's what he told me. He was like, You can't keep crying, coming over here crying every day. Ooh. You need to go, what do you like to do? What do you enjoy doing? And I said, I like college. <laughs> It was great. I liked college. He was like, well, you need to go see if you can get a job in college. <laughs> get a job in yeah, college. Somewhere up out of my place crying. <laughs> I got to so, study. So that's what I did. I just went back and I looked in the, you know, the catalogs and was like, how can I get a job? I remember there was a lady there who did, um, she was in charge of multicultural affairs at Bowling Green. And her first name was Charlene. I can't remember her last name. But I used to work in her office when I was at Bowling Green, and I really enjoyed it. You know, we planned programs for the students. We did activities with them and tutored and just went on trips. And it was great um, when I was at Bowling Green. So that's what I did. I went back to school, looked up, you know, where to go to and went to Ohio State University. Went to Bowling Green undergrad, went to Ohio State University for a master's. And, and I'm so glad that I did. Yes. Amen. How about, how about you, Dad? What jobs did you have? growing up wow you know i think i i did everything i uh when I, I first went to university of toledo and uh i didn't really like it there was more like a commuter cap campus so i took a year where i worked lived at home and went to a commute a community college at, and then transferred to bowling green state university and in that time i worked as a stock man uh, my first job that i ever had before school i got fired well they said they fired me i said i quit but um we uh I worked at this restaurant as a cook and I that, I know those people got the worst food worst food they're all cold um but then uh I worked as a stockman when I was uh taking in between Toledo and Bowling Green and then I thought I was doing great when uh after that first year at Bowling Green 
I got a job working at this factory called um, yeah. what was Whirlpool, Whirlpool. making ten dollars an hour, and I, you know, I was on top of the world. I brought new rims for my ride, <laughs> got it painted. <laughs> Did you know yet? Did you hear know about the rim story? <laughs> I didn't know about Whirlpool. Yeah, yeah. You know about Whirlpool? Yeah. yeah, I didn't know about that. Oh, yeah. Well, it's because y'all don't listen. Y'all interested in yourself, Daddy. I want. But yeah, and then, uh, yeah, but then after that, it was just uh, after dental school. You, you know, in, once you get into, the, I got into dental school. Actually, I worked at Whirlpool two years in a row, and then finally graduated and went to um, Ohio State. And at that point, you know, it was just school the whole time. After that, I was blessed enough to be able to have a scholarship uh, to go to Ohio State University College of Dentistry, and so uh, I didn't really have to work. But it was a blessing. So, what what made you want to get into dentistry? You know, um, I, I had no idea when I was coming out, like like probably many youth, um, I had never seen myself. I had never seen a black dentist, I, I, but but uh, I was studying, you know, I went through this period where I was at studying drafting at the University of Toledo and then uh, computer science uh, at, at Bowling Green at first. And I just thought both of them just didn't allow me to interact with people. And I was bored at it, but uh, I was good at computer science, computer programming. But um, I was taking my chemistry classes there and my uh, chemistry professor, who everybody else thought was really mean, uh, uh, was her name was Dr. Hurst. Um, I don't know why, but, you know, she grabbed me, uh, pulled me aside and uh, asked me what I really wanted to do. And I told her I would like, you know, I thought maybe medicine or dentistry would be good, but I just never seen a black dentist uh, or a black doctor. So uh, I just didn't really have confidence that I could do it. And she just encouraged me and told me, you know, even if I there had been no others before me, um, I could be the first. So, um, you know, she just, like I said, she encouraged me and she put me in touch with um, uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Uh, oh, my gosh, I'm going to hate, can't, I'm not even calling her name, Dr. Bell, who was recruiting for the Ohio State University College of Dentistry. Um, you know, one thing led to another. I took my DAT, I majored in chemistry, trained my major to chemistry. So I could take all the took all the prerequisite classes, took my DAT, uh, did well on that. Took my interview, did my interviews for Ohio State University. That's the only college I applied to for dental school. And I got in, and uh, you know, rest is history from there. I did. Woo! What are what kind of what was the interview like? If you remember any like the questions that they asked you, you was know, it more like a job interview questions, or did they get. Well, you know, really what it was, and I was one of those people growing up, I wasn't super, super confident, but I could put on, I could put on a good act. So, um, so when I walked into the interview, I mean, I think it was what's key to me, I was dressed really well, um, and I felt good. So I went into the interview and, uh, and, uh, had a fresh haircut, like now, no, not quite like now. <laughs> I had more hair to cut then, but um, but um, went into the interview, and uh, I think that's really the thing that did it. I had decent, good, pretty good uh, grades in college, but you know, a decent DAT score. But I think that interview is what really did it because they, I, I think I just impressed. I came upon, I came across to them as someone who was confident and uh, that I could get in and get out, and that's what they really wanted to know: is are they going to get someone in who? has the ability to matriculate through and graduate. They didn't want to get people who come in and then can't finish their term. So mm. I impressed them, I think, with my uh, my desire to, to, to go to dental school and to be in dental school and become a dentist. And uh, so that's what it was. It was just me and maybe two or three other people sitting at a desk. 
really just having conversation. Do you think, because I don't know how much you know about dental school now, mm. I'm, no. but I'm sure like pretty much like almost all school is a lot has changed since when you guys would, were taking it to now. Do you think it would be, um, do you think it was more difficult to get through dental school then than it would be now? Um, I think dental school, any professional school, I don't think it's, let's see, I'll answer your question. Um, I think now, as time has passed, I think I had it a little easier than those who came before me. And I think those who came after me had it easier than I had it because as time has come, dental school used to be more like um, the people would, they would just try to demean you and break you down. And those who, who could survive that uh, survived mm -hmm. and uh, more, it's more of a, less of that is allowed right now. That's kind of a kinder, gentler uh, uh, assistance to get you through school. So I think it is easier from that respect. The information that you have to learn is a lot of information. I always think dental school is harder than medical school because we have the the anatomy and the, the, uh, the things about the body you have to learn, but then you also have to have this skill, this hand skill. And, um, and I think, you know, so the, the combination of those things, you know, having to be in the lab and having to get your didactic stuff done is just, it was just difficult, but um, not, so diff nothing you can't do. It's just that you have to really commit to it, put your work in and study and do what you needed to do. Um, you know, skip the nights going out uh, and, and stay in and study. And, you know, I, I hear a lot of people now, especially young people talking about how they don't really want to. Um, they think it's so long. They don't want to go to they wouldn't want to go to medical school because it takes so long or they don't want to go to college because of the four more years after high school. And I always say that time goes so quickly, as I'm sure both of you can attest, the time just passes so quickly. And, and you can spend a little bit of time so that you can spend the rest of your life doing what you want to do, or you can skip that little bit of time and spend the rest of your life wishing, doing something that you don't want to do, wishing you had making yeah. it, made a different choice. So I always tell, especially young black youth, that you know you really have to understand that time, time, passes no matter what so you can work to do something that you want to do and, and look forward to having a life that you enjoy or you can uh, skip that and, and just have a life that you don't enjoy the rest of your life and my picture's coming around nice so <laughs> no, I'm just drawing it but it's looking it's, good it's real detailed in the knuckles that's it right is. that's right so our last college grad, because I haven't graduated yet, technically. How was college? How was school for you? What jobs did you have before you went to college? Uh, how was the struggle of getting to college? And <laughs> <laughs> well, talk, talk about uh, that. What uh, was it like? DFW job. I was saying I used to always babysit, but that my first official job, um, I worked at DSW, and that was. As anyone who's ever worked in retail knows, that is always interesting. Um, I used to, the best part about working at DSW was I got 30% off. I, I got 30, so I, of course, me being the 
you know, money savvy person, I would go get the clearance items that were already 70% off and then to use my discount for 30% off that. <laughs> and I still wear the shoes that I got from DSW to this day because they're quality shoes and they are very expensive. Advertisement for DSW. Well, yeah, work there so you can get a discount and quit. But, <laughs> um, but it was, it was very interesting because people used to, yeah, people used to always rob DSW and it was very interesting. They try to convince you to go up and talk to the people while they're trying to rob the store. And I didn't, I was mm. never a fan of that because I didn't want to. Go to jail. Yeah, I didn't want to, like, if they I already robbing the store, they ain't going to care about me. They might hit me, you know. Y'all that, don't have to pay for health insurance. That's interesting that they were telling you to do that. Because most, like, in all the jobs that I've worked, they've their thing was more of, no, someone's trying to rob us, just let them. Oh, no. There's were... no reason for you to get in get hurt they would get on the radio and they'd be like oh ayana can you go talk to that person in the boots aisle and i would go over there and be like hi my name is ayana how can i help you and they'd be like i don't need no help and i walk away <laughs> no, no i don't need no help and then i so, walk away so did you ask her for help yes i did what she said she said she, she said she help. Help. So, <laughs> and then i go back and clean up all the boots boxes and where they stole the boots all the, like, all the empty boot boxes <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. No, she didn't need help. She, she didn't need help. Y'all only paying me seven dollars an hour. I don't. I can't go over there and get hit by somebody trying to rob the store. Um, and then let's see. That was my first job. Now I used to work at a calendar kiosk. And then I, uh, in school, I worked for. We had something called Aggie Escort. So most campuses have like a shuttle service. So I used to work for our shuttle service. It was Aggie Escort, and so I know how to drive like. A 15 passenger van and things like that. I used to take the calls. Sometimes I would drive the vans. And that was always fun because you got to meet new people. And then, of course, they're college kids like you are. So, you know, you're just chatting your whole night away. And so that was that was interesting. And I used to get yeah. free T-shirts because I worked in the student center. So that was nice. You also did that um, camp over the summer for the kids. Oh, that was when I was like in middle school, though. No, no? not that one. Where you told the kid walk with purpose? Oh yes, I worked um, at the YMCA. Like they do camps, but I do like uh, the before and after care for the camps. So I worked with eight. I think they were eight to twelve year olds, and that was so fun. Like eight to twelve year olds are very they're interesting characters, and you know, of course, when you work around kids, you have your favorite kids, and then but they're all just funny. It was. I used to have two jobs. I used to go work that job, then I go work at the calendar kiosk, and I come back to my other job. It was hard work. I'd be taking. You were working for the adhesive place. Oh yeah, that was. I had an internship, yeah. so I worked my that. I worked that job. I get up at like six, work that job, and then by eight o'clock, I'd be at my internship. I'd be there till like three, four o'clock, and then I go back to the after camp, and then go, you know, be with the kids. I used to take a lot of car naps. Because <laughs> it was tired, I was driving all across town, working too. But it was it was it was super, it was super informative. Like working with kids, their characters, and it's, it's hilarious. Excellent. So what was, what well, since since you she met, she didn't say it when she was talking about going to college. She didn't pay for school when she went to college. Yeah. Unlike me. I got a little bit of a discount. I got the thirty percent. I got a little bit of a discount. Yeah. They, I didn't pay for school, right? But I'm saying, <laughs> that's, what I'm saying. that's what I'm trying to. All I'm trying to say is she didn't. The, the, her school didn't. 
cost as much as mine does. Oh, yes, I uh, I got a full ride to A and T. Yeah, I think it was a alumni scholarship. Yeah. yeah. So that was really nice. Um, I didn't have to pay tuition, and I you got transferred to in state tuition. And then when I moved off campus, I got a refund. So that was really nice. Yeah, you didn't have to pay room board. Yeah, I didn't have to pay for tuition, anything. Like, so I would buy my books, and they'd be like, "Oh, keep your books, keep your books," and I would just sell them back to the bookstore because I didn't pay for them, and then I just keep the money. But, but you had a lot of internships. Well, you got the internships I once you got with Abbott. Oh, once you got with the main company, you got a lot of internships. Yeah, I've had I've I had an internship every summer I was in college. My first one was when I was traveling back and forth from the um, YMCA job to my other internship where we made industrial adhesives like furniture glues and different stuff. But I was doing um, environmental health and safety so I'd be like buying gloves to make sure people can handle the adhesives and things like that then my second year I had an internship shout out to Miss Corliss uh-huh. Miss Murray yes and that I got that at career fair I was in different places I can't remember I think the first year I was in um, I was in Chicago area then I was in um, the Oakland area which was very fun and then I graduated, and so that was I was done with that. But I definitely appreciate my internships for affording me to be able to like travel to new places and see new things. Like my first year in my job, I went to Amsterdam on the company dime and not mine. So I'm all for free travel, mm-hmm. all for it. Get you a job that's gonna move you around somewhere and go see some sights. Yeah. And when you went to those places, they paid for your hotel and your flight. And yeah, I wasn't paying for an apartment. Yeah, I think probably. at one point I had to, when I was in uh, Oakland, I had a rental car and I didn't pay for that either. I lived on top of a mall, which was just amazing. And the rent was? I don't know how much the rent was, but I wasn't paying it. Uh, I knew one time you said it was like $3,000 um, at one of the places. I don't know if it was in California. One of them was like I think that was my first year that I was actually working. Yeah. But it was very, it was very fun. A lot of interesting opportunities. So what was the HBCU experience like? Um, Growing up in like majority white schools, I really wanted to go to HBCU because I was like, I want to be around my people. Um, It's, there's a lot of different HBCU experiences. You can pick and choose which ones you want. Like, um, it's we have something called a jiho which is the greatest homecoming on earth it's definitely a time to like have a great time you go to the football games and the alumni are there doing fish fries and handing out free food and you know there's parties and different things like that it's really cool but it was nice because i was around people that look look like me i didn't really have too many black professors because engineering is not many black professors but when I did have black professors I always appreciated it because they were always really cool people I was in a living learning community when I first got there so I uh, I stayed in one of the nicer dorms and it was kind of like we were there I think a week early to meet people and get acclimated to the to the campus but it's definitely if you want to party you can party but if you party all the time, you're definitely not going to make the grade <laughs> at all. Um, but, I, you know, go to go to class, go home, 
once I got my group of people that I wanted to be around. Yeah. yeah. So, because at BG, I know there's a lot of people, and I'm sure there are in CNT as well, but there were a lot of people who partied every day that they could. Because mm-hmm. I know in BG, I'm sure it's not only there, but I know, because I know there's, it's in Columbus too, they call it like Thirsty Thursday, so people go like, go out to the bars and to the clubs and stuff and drink. I don't, I don't know if that's just the PWI thing to call it. We didn't have like a Thirsty Thursdays. We had a fried chicken Fridays, but that's just when they had mm. fried chicken in the cafeteria and mac and cheese and collard greens, like oh, yeah, a true black experience. But we didn't have any, like, we had no drinks on campus. You cannot buy alcohol anywhere on campus. But because we had off campus apartments that were super, super close within walking distance, if you wanted to party on a Thursday night, there was a party somewhere for you to go. Um, but we didn't have any like occasions other than like uh, Jiho to party at. It was just somebody was always throwing a party, especially being in such a small town in North Carolina where there's so many like locals who really enjoy the campus. Either they're throwing parties or people who go there are throwing parties, alumni is throwing parties. And I think the school had a bad rap like years and years ago as a party. As a party school. Well, they still have a party school. That's usually a bad reputation? Yeah, they wanted to, for academics, academics. they wanted to make sure it was more of an academic school and that kids came there with high GPAs and that's how they normally get like a lot of the companies to come search for students because a lot of um, companies, like top companies come to um, North Carolina A&T to recruit their students. But of course, they had to make sure that the students were who were top caliber students were coming to their campus mm-hmm. so that they can make those arrangements so they were giving scholarships out to those students who had really good grades acts that were scholars so now they can be known as the scholar you know a campus that have scholar students yes. and people would come there to recruit those students so that's the reputation they were trying to to get instead of people coming there because they felt like um, North Carolina ATM, North Carolina was a party school, so yeah. to speak. And because of that, we had zero on-campus parties. Mm-hmm. Like you were not throwing a campus on party a party on campus. If you wanted to throw an event on campus, you had to pay to rent out the gym. Like you had to charge people for tickets. And then it was like at one year they were like, "Well, only freshmen get to go to the party, and everybody else, y'all got to figure out your own party." But all. For, to make it seem like it was more, well, because it is very much so a school of academia. We used to have a career fair and career fair day. That's actually how I got my internship um, was career fair. You see everyone is in suits, um, heels. Everyone's getting their cuts the day before um, career Fresh. fair to make sure that you are nice and neat to go get you a job. Like people from the community come because as my mom said there's a bunch of uh there's a very every company that you could think of that has like good stocks is probably there and so people from the community would come to get jobs students would come to get internships or like uh jobs after college and so very much very much big business in that sense how did you enjoy the um the city of 
Greensboro. There is nothing in the city of Greensboro <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's not much in the city of Greensboro except another college. Like there's two other colleges in there and that's really all that's there. Um, but I've learned that North Carolina is, is a is a university state. Like mm-hmm. you could throw a rock anywhere in North Carolina and land on a university campus. Okay. Um, so would there would there be a lot of people coming from other schools to like to yes. have fun? Yeah. A was a because of course they wanted it like you said they wanted it to be more focused on academics. So was it that? people came to your school to party or did you guys usually go somewhere else? We were still, even though we were more of academics, we were still the party school. If you wanted to go to a party, you came to A&T's campus to find a party or, you know, the off-campus surrounding areas. Although we did go um, to Bennett, even though Bennett, I don't think is open anymore because they couldn't get enough Was money. Close? Bennett, they were, they were um, so trying to get some money to stay open and they couldn't, like, people weren't trying to give them any money to stay open. Oh, Although, yeah, Bennett used to have this beginning of school party, like, outside. Bennett is an all-girls university. Um, and we used to go over there to that. We would walk over there. We would walk over, yeah, we would walk over there because we couldn't have cars. And then NCA and T started looking like, that's why we wasn't letting them party. Now you ain't got no money. Yeah, it wasn't. Bennett, Bennett parties were kind of wild. Like, two times I were there, they had an ambulance because somebody passed out. Mm. It was hot, though. What colors make purple? Two colors. What two Blue colors? And Blue and red. Blue and red. C, C. But it was definitely a great college experience. I wouldn't, you know, I would definitely do it again. You know, still go to A&T. Is there anywhere else that you would have liked to go? Um, I always say I, I like I enjoy sports, so I would have wanted to go to a, a university that actually had good sports teams. Our football team wasn't bad, but our basketball team was absolutely terrible. See, that's what I was thinking when <laughs> I started, that's what I was thinking when I was picking schools too. It's like, oh, I want to go somewhere with a good bet. And our football team still ever since I've been there, I probably won. Two games. <laughs> the football team? Yes. At Bowling Green? Yes. Wow. When I, when I, the couple years before I got there, I didn't or the year before, that. they were really good. They were really good. And the coach went to Syracuse, and all the good oh, players were like okay. seniors, and they left. And we were really bad. Wow. I didn't know and now we got that. a new coach my junior year. We beat Toledo. I think that was the only thing that happened. It was at the end of the year. And they're playing this year. And it still wasn't. It just hasn't been going well. But the basketball team is pretty good. They weren't very good my first couple, my first year. But, but now that you're in a career, how do you like? How do you? How's everyone liking their their what they do on a daily basis? You know me. I think it's great. You know, um, like I said, I get a chance to um, interact with a lot of different people. I meet a re- lot of really good people. Uh, in my practice, um, and it's a really thriving practice. Um, I get to you know have conversations, meet all different types of people, all different uh, uh, ethnicities, uh, cultures, and uh, it's, it's. I think I I made it a great choice. I kind of wish you and one of you two would have uh, chosen to follow uh, in that in those footsteps. But um, you know, I I never did want to push either of you to do. I think dentistry is something that 
you have to want to do. And I've seen people who go to school because their parents uh, made them be dentists and they're just not happy. And I didn't want that for either of you, even though I know it could have been a much easy, easier. Well, if you wanted to do it, it would have been an easy life for you to kind of get out of school and then come right into the practice and then allow me to kind of fade out as you fade in. Um, but, uh, and I always thought that that might be what, what would happen, but actually kind of early on, I kind of saw that neither one of you were that interested in it. So yeah, it is what it is though, but it is, a, um, it's a, it's, it's a good life and it's allowed me to, you know, be able to help to take care of my family. And, uh, no, it's just, it's been great. Well, it showed you that neither of us wanted to do it. Uh, I think. <laughs> What did you say? You almost passed I mean, I remember taking you guys and being in the office, and I remember asking you, you know, whether or not you uh, you thought you might want to do it. And neither one of you, you know, ever showed any interest. So, you know, it's what it is. But I have a friend who uh, neither of his kids showed any interest. He had four kids, and now two of them one's in dental school, one graduated from dental school, and I think there he has another one. He has three boys and one girl, I think. And none of them showed any interest. And then, you know, one of them went and got a degree and then uh, was hanging out with his friend's mom, who was a dentist, and decided he wanted to go to dental school. And I thought that was the ultimate slap in the face, you know, but uh, however it happens, now he's working with his dad, so. Yeah. 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 What's one of the, what's one of the, what's a weird, interesting story you have from being a dentist because you show like not only the bad teeth that come in yeah because you've shown me some of those like, <laughs> it's, it's kind of nasty yeah but some like interesting stories from um let's see well i'll tell you one story when you know i had to do a, a couple of different things before i uh was able to to to, to open my own practice i had to kind of work a couple jobs working for some other dentists for about four years while I built up uh, 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 built up some money to be able to uh, start my own practice. And um, I was working at this place called After Hours and Urgent Dental Care one time. And um, it was work from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Well, a woman came in um, because her crown had come off, uh, her cap on her tooth. So, you know, I was just re-cementing re it for her and uh, uh, and she came in probably like one o'clock in the morning. But anyway, I was putting her crown back on, we were having conversation and uh, she said um, that that crown had come off years before. Like she had a crown placed at this at her private practitioner's office and um, she hadn't had it on very long, but she it came off while she was sleeping, she swallowed it. And so um, she went back to the dentist the next day and told him it came off and I, and I, and I, sw I know I swallowed it. And then he said, well, it'll be like $500, you know, to make a new crown. And she was like, I'm not making a new crown. So she waited on it. Mm. And when it passed, oh. she got it out. Oh, my no. question was going to be when it, did she, <laughs> she yeah. went in asking, I was like, I didn't know if she was going to ask, how can she get a new one? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, gonna, she asked how she could get a new one, but he told her it would cost $500. And she said she wasn't paying $500. I thought he was going to send her to the urgent care. Because no, the thing came out, I was no, like, oh, they need to go get it no. out. And this, this was a time before when it had come out. And uh, so she wound up um, waiting for it, got it out, cleaned it up, took it to them. They they put it in the sterilizer, I guess. And uh, 
and put it back in her mouth. And I thought her breast felt sore. <laughs> 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 And that's the true donkey breath. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there are plenty of stories, but that's the one that kind of most comes to my mind right now and often. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to start painting. That would be a painful path. Like, I feel like it wouldn't, I feel like that couldn't be a comfortable thing. Well, I think it. Yeah. It's. Not, I mean, if it just swallowed, if you swallowed something that was kind of bigger, and maybe initially it goes down funny, but then it goes into your system. And but my thing is, I don't think who's we'll going to be looking through the? Oh yeah, yeah. She, she, she opened the toilet and grabbed it. Oh no! Maybe she did it like a dog on the little on the on the newspapers. She put in a little colander and just messed it up. Or maybe she took like an X lax or something like that, loosened her up a little bit. Then you could strain it out. Well, either way, she went digging for it. Yeah, she did. She got it out. However, she got it out. But I mean, five hundred dollars. She was like, you know what? I know where I can get this. I'd have paid that five hundred dollars. Listen, one way or another, I wouldn't have been. I would not have uh, stooped to that. I just would have saved up the money. You just would have been like, that was what I'm saying before at this point it's in right time. It's right here. It's right here. I know where it is. All yeah, right. But I, I know. know. I know where it is. Yeah. Hey, where's my paint? Oh, I don't, I don't have any paint. Oh. I've been drawing. I, I got I my to paint anything so black. I didn't want to do this. What you mean? I didn't need anything black. <laughs> I like his looks. Yeah, I underestimated. The difficulty. Mm-mm. I think it was gonna come out well, yeah. but I, un- I I made what? it really big. Yes, I knew this was coming out well. No, I didn't say that. Just that's what yes, my mom does that all the time. It's okay. She makes words. Like, words. I said I think it's gonna come out well. Oh, I thought you said it's okay. Just look at her alien painting over there. Oh, <laughs> you don't understand oh. why? <laughs> it's not her alien ballerina. <laughs> If you got it, you got it. I have to do trace mine. Next time, I'll invite you guys to my painting. I will not invite these people. I'm not going to look at it. I'll see it afterwards. Since they're going to talk about it. So, um, I did all of this for them. And listen to them talking about me behind my back, in front of my back. Right. I mean, hey, oops, in Okay, I have a couple of questions. I have some people for some um, questions to ask you guys. I have my own, but um, I'll ask this one. What was uh, since it's me, Ayana, and me and Ayana here? What was one of each of our most embarrassing moments as a kid that you guys think was? Oh, wow. uh, it may not be embarrassing, but this was funny. Two things for Ryan. One was funny. They both had to do in the car. <laughs> and what's, That's mine. I don't know how this happened, but I heard her screaming. She was in the back seat and I heard her screaming. And I had wound her head up in the window. <laughs> her head. Yeah. Her head out the window. She had her head out the window. And then I was black putting the window up. And she was like, ah! I was like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> then the other time she was sitting in the back seat and she was staring at the lady in the car. Beside her. Yeah, I remember that one. 
what the lady do? I got She stuck her. She was just like. <laughs> she made the if you listen on start watching it she made the little nana nana boo boo face when you put your thumbs in your in your ears and stick out your tongue it was like, so that, nana nana boo boo that shocked her I don't I don't even know if I was actually staring at her I think I was just out looking out the window you like were. daydreaming and she was I guess she thought I was looking at her and then one of the funny things that um, happened with Malik is um, he was, you were just a small kid and um, we didn't deliver many spankings to you guys. But no, so, no. so I, um, I asked Malik, I was like, cause we had this stairway, you know, the steps <laughs> and it just had this, um, it was like the shelf right there. So um, I would say. Malik did something bad. I don't know what he did, but he was misbehaving. And I said, what do you want? Do you want a spanking? I said, do you want a spanking or do you want to sit on the step? And he was like, I'll sit on the step. (laughs) (laughs) I'll sit on the step. And he went and sat on the step. And I was like, all right. And you was just dragging down the step, hanging all down. I was like, "Uh uh-uh, get on that step. If you want to be on the step, sit on the step. (laughs) And think about what you just did. (laughs) I'll tell you a funny one with Malik. Malik might not want me to tell you this one. but So I used to coach all of Malik's athletic endeavors (laughs) when he was young. (laughs) And... um, I was coaching this flag football team. Malik must have been about in the fourth grade, maybe. And um, <clears throat> Malik was a receiver. And Malik was pretty good, could catch the ball pretty well and stuff. But Malik was all into, like, watching uh, the NFL. Or I, I don't remember if you had a game at that time. But, you know. It, when I was younger, I would have, when I had a, t- a TV in my room, the only thing that would be on the TV would be NFL Network. So, I'll be watching that. There'll be NFL Europe games on. I'd watch that. But it would just it would just always be on. So 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 yeah, Malik was really into um yeah. the 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 flash of the clothes, the the towel hanging out. And I always like to have him dressed with the night like the I like to see him with the sweet cleats and the sweet uniform and things. But so one time this kid threw the ball to Malik. Malik caught it going across the middle to the right. And then started running up the sideline. Now, we're playing flag football. And so a kid comes running at Malik to grab his flag. And Malik steps out of bounds. Like on TV, like like the NFL, when they step out of bounds <laughs> so they don't get hit. <laughs> I was like, Malik, this is flag. <laughs> Just run. <laughs> so... Uh, I tell that story to a lot of people, but uh, yeah, Malik was flashy, but he wasn't trying to get <laughs> hit <laughs> in flag football. Yeah, that's. I, I think I could have been. That was the only thing I didn't want to. I didn't like contact ever yeah. as a kid. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like I look back now. I feel like I would have been. I could be. I could have been pretty good at football, like when I played. But I didn't. I didn't. I did not like contact at all. Yeah. Like, even in basketball, when I played, I didn't like taking charges because I I think I tried to take one one time, and in middle school, and I took a charge, and the guy behind me, a guy ran behind me, and his knee hit the back of my head, and I was, I was from then on, I was just I was just done with those. Later for a charge, yeah. Even though I went to the, the high school where 
If you take a charge, they'll love you forever. I used to, exactly. I used to take charges all the time. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know about Ayana, but I do not have a significant other at the moment. Oh no. I so don't. this isn't one of their questions. I want to ask: Which one of us do you think will get married first? Uh, you can, you, you and mom can, um, what is it? First. Mm-hmm. Well, not knowing a whole lot about either of your private lives, even to this point, but, um, if I had to guess, since I am so much further along in her career, as far as uh, working in that and exposed more to that, and you I think Glenn want to go to law school. I would anticipate. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I part of me says it would be you because you'll meet somebody in law school who you really like. But I don't know that you know. I've been listening to your podcast, and I know you're really not feeling it. <laughs> so the other part of me says, you know, Ayana. You know, of course, you can see she's a beautiful young girl that eventually, you know. Uh, some somebody you know somebody will will she'll she'll settle with someone and it'll happen there um i don't know i kind of you know if if i had to take my pick though just because of the situation because of the things the way things are you know and i hate it that you know young black women don't have as many choices as young black men do because of uh you know young black men either choosing white women or uh, or just not being, you know, so many young black men aren't really choosing to go to college and and uh, and, and and further their education and really make something of themselves. So I think, you know, the person with the greater chance, I think, of marrying at least marrying somebody black would be you, um, if that was what you chose. But um, I think, you know, I would hope that I just want a happy life for each of you, and I think, you know, the life that I live in my life, I'm blessed. To have a wife, somebody I can share my life with, and I want you right. to experience right. that same thing. Uh, so, uh, not that I don't want you either to rush it just simply to be married. You know, I want you to take your time and and know yourself and find out what it is you. This uh, will be taking that one back. Huh? Don't mess up that shirt. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm gonna wear this shirt under my ugly shirt that I don't like. Under that t-shirt, that little work t-shirt. So, I mean, all that long story just to say. I, uh, I'm really not sure who will get married first, uh, but I do pray that each of you will find that someone you can share your life with. Now, I always say, mm, I'm going to have to help Malik find somebody to my liking. Oh, to your liking. <laughs> to my I liking. Find or, huh? I thought you going to say find someone in general. No, to my liking, because I, you know, Malik is a, a nice, caring gentlemen and i always think that the nice guys find these attract these bossy headstrong women and um so i'm always like mm, me and ayana gonna be picky we're gonna have to check this broad out and this young woman out so I, I told i'm out the censor mom she's in these this make sure the potty no, <laughs> make sure she's the right person but anyway because i know ayana she'll 
She'll check her person. She gonna be, she's, she's, she's gonna be the person. <laughs> she's gonna check her person. So I just need to make sure that um, you know, I don't wanna go to jail behind somebody trying to um, you know. I will not really, but use Malik, so to speak. But but who's you gonna get married the first? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I went off. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um I guess I'm just like your dad. I, I, I want both of you guys to find uh, somebody who you love and have companionship. And um, I can't really say who's going to get married first. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How many girlfriends do you think I've had? I've had. That's a good question, Melissa. So I don't tell you. I, you guys you have don't. never. I've never brought a girl home. No. We know the one that you went to the. That you went to the homecoming. Oh, well, she wasn't my girlfriend. Yeah, but yeah you fire somebody you knew. Fire. Yes, her name was Fire. Oh, oh, oh. Was that her name? Mm-mm, that's the name I gave her. Oh, oh. I was like, oh, like, yes. who named that child? Fire. Oh, okay. She was Kardashian inspired. Oh, okay. no. Oh no, you got to give her a K name. I only saw her once. I can't even remember really mm-hmm. what she, she was looked like, like. Fire. And then um, we called the person he went out, went to homecoming with. His person was named Desire. <laughs> the, the guy. Thomas. I didn't say names, Malik. His person okay. was his person. We gave her the What's name Thomas? Desire. Thomas be alright. So it was it was fire and desire. Oh. You can call my mom and my sisters. They all know about it. Oh, it's gossip. <laughs> they all know about them. The names we gave them. Oh. Fire, oh, fire and desire were the names. Oh, okay, God. so if you could guess how oh. many. Girlfriends I've had. Were they actual girlfriends yes. or just people you just no, was no, like no. talking to? Actual girlfriends. You out here trying to Quincy us. You knew. Well, one of them at least. Yeah. Mm. Well, you guys knew about one. Of them. Hey, you guys, you guys we, we see that that receipt for um on oh, that. Uh, Larry, don't tell it. I mean, he can edit everything he wants yeah, to. Yeah. <laughs> I say three. Okay. Yeah, we guess. Oh, I do remember one. I, I never knew any yeah. of them. You never really talked to yeah, me about I didn't, any of I didn't really tell any. I, I told... I, I, I just kind of... Well, I don't know. No, you asked me about a date idea, didn't you? Oh, I, that was recently. I might know two. I think I know uh, this two was people. like my sophomore year. You definitely don't... One of them I know you don't know. That's what I, I think. I know. I, I think I know two people. Okay. The, the I don't know. I didn't even know I knew. Shoot. Because I told you about one that she never became my girlfriend. Oh, okay. So that's probably just one. You guys messed me up on that one. She messed Aww. you up? Yeah. Gave you bad advice? Bad advice. Who did? They friends on me. I think it was just, I think it was just mom. Oh, maybe. <laughs> but I've had, I've only had two. Oh, okay. I had one, my, the summer going into my sophomore year of college. The Asian girl who lived down the street. You guys never saw her, I don't think. Her name was Rachel. Lived just down the street from school or here? From here. She lived in Westerville. Oh, I don't know. But, um, I, I went to the, the went wedding to a, with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. her. Mm-hmm. And then I had another girlfriend in high school. It was my senior year. Her name was Tamia. She was a light-skinned girl. Oh, I didn't know about her. Is that the one you were talking about? That I knew about? Mm-mm. Oh. 
Because the Rachel girl, it was the Asian girl. I remember that. I probably should have changed the name. But. I don't think I ever I saw Rachel. If we I ever saw any of them, you didn't bring yeah. them around. But I was all, hey, <laughs> I, I was, I was always like, I don't want to. You gotta start asking me questions. <laughs> like I'll, what? I don't know. I I don't know. You creepy like that. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I, mean, I had to. I, le- I learned a lot. Did you? Yeah. What'd you learn? Um, well, the first one I really learned much. That one just kind of just the high school thing. Yeah, just, I didn't even you know, know that. Know. About that to me, I don't yeah. know what that is. We didn't go anywhere. We just hang out at school, and I drop her off at work because she lived at, like she worked down the street from south. But well, you have to show me a picture. I don't have any pictures. I'm sure she got social media. Don't Pictures don't exist. Don't she, don't 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 <laughs> she don't own the camera. <laughs> like, <laughs> she don't own the camera. <laughs> but, I mean, like, you got social media. No, I'm just kidding. But that's a little bit. Low. I should have changed it. I don't know. It's fine. I'll just bleep it out. Just bleep it out. Yeah. Worst thing. I don't know. That's, a, that's kind of different. Embarrassing and worst thing. Worst thing Ayana and I have done as as kids, as babies. Ayana wrote on the car. Woo. Oh, I did know I wrote on the car. Sweet. Well, I mean, y'all put rocks near the car. I mean, no, she, she wrote on the car? Yes. She wrote on the green Cadillac. Yeah, I can't like, remember that. Mm-hmm. What did I write? Oh, or did I not know how to write? You didn't know how to write. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know how to write, so it was. Uh. Uh, you know, you guys never did. I mean, it wasn't like you were b- bad kids, you know. Uh, I was mostly working, so I didn't know a whole lot usually. But um, I, I don't I don't remember you guys really being bad kids at all, you know. I mean, I know you weren't bad kids. You know, I, you've done some things, I know, but this ain't Malik's podcast. This, I mean, this ain't Ihana, this is Malik, so we ain't going to go into some stuff. I know. That's why I don't have a podcast. I know the one, I know one of them. Worst things I've done as a baby was not want to walk and be very heavy. Oh, you were heavy. You were a fat little boy. <laughs> and, and you didn't want to walk because you, you had your first birthday party and you still weren't walking. We were carrying you around. I don't think so. Yeah, I promise. Yes, I remember Malik was not walking at his first birthday party. Because I was like, what kind of what kind of mess is this? You got to carry a kid around for his first birthday party? Yeah. What's okay? What's the favorite your favorite thing about being a parent, and toughest thing about being a parent? I feel like it's not too difficult mm-hmm. to be a parent now since we're grown, since we're yeah, older. There's still a lot. Doesn't there. doesn't yeah. doesn't? I mean, you always worry about your kids. Yeah, that's the, that's the biggest thing. You know, I think uh, the favorite thing is just seeing you be seeing you. Just like I say, just grow up and be live your best lives, and being able to be in a position to help you to do that. Um, probably the toughest thing is, like I say, always there's always concern, always worry about you, always you know um, want the best for you. Um, yeah, that's it. You just always it never ends you know and you don't really find that out i don't think that it doesn't end until you get into it and find out 
you know, you're always, you know, concerned. That's why, you know, when we say, you know, we call, we want you to at least, you know, return, you know, send us a text, let us you know you're all right or whatever. Because it's always, it's always, especially if you're away, you know, sometimes you just get on our minds and we need to, you know, just know that you're okay. So I think that's something for all of you, all of you who are out there, you know, and your parents, you know, don't, don't ignore that that call or don't ignore that request you know when they want you to just check in once in a while just check in that's all you need to do save them a lot of grief yeah i think that's the hardest thing is seeing your your children not seeing them grow up because you want them to grow up and to be able to do um, things that they enjoy and that they want to do they you want them to leave home and um, flourish and do well in life but it still is nerve-wracking to have you go, you know, out of the state or, you know, just out of the house and knowing that you may either be lonely or knowing that you may, you know, need something or um, if anything happens to you, then you can't, we can't get there right away. So we're always concerned, no matter if you are, you know, if you were 10 years old and, 20 plus years old, we're still concerned about it. Always so concerned. it's kind of like um, people always say, you know, you're always a parent. Once you're a parent, you're always a parent. And um, the other thing I always think about is parenting that, you know, parenting changes, but you're always a parent. So something may always happen, but you're always a parent. You're always caring for your children and wanting the best for them, and just being concerned. So I, I would definitely agree with dad about that. Um so, what was the question? One of the great things about being a parent? One of your favorite and one of the, the one of the toughest things. Um, um, yeah, I think the the greatest thing is just it's it's amazing how um, people how you know your babies grow so fast. It seems like when I think about Ayana being twenty four and Malik being twenty one. I don't even feel like, you know, I'm old enough to have children that old. That's kind of a strange thing, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know, and you just, it, time just, it really does go by fast. I mean, you love to see them grow up, um, but you just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's been a pleasure. It really has been a joy and a pleasure to watch you guys grow up. You guys haven't been any, you know, uh, <clears throat> hasn't been, uh, it's just been really a pleasure being able to be a parent and watch you guys grow. Yeah, it's a blessing. It's been some headache, but, you know, what can you do about that? Life, life's headache. <laughs> it probably was a headache to my parents, too, at some point. So. I wasn't. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. And then it's fun to do things. You know, I always want to make sure that as you guys get older, that you still enjoy coming back home to spend time with us. I think that's really important. And I think that's why we do just different things. You know, we try to make it so it's not so boring when you come home. So we'll either try, I mean, what last time y'all came home, of course, we'll do game night or we'll do puzzles or we'll do, you guys went to go shoot your gun or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just something that's just, when you come back home, you always feel special about coming here 
And we try to make it so that when you come as young adults, then, you know, it's just a safe place to come and relax. You don't have to worry about, you know, usually when you guys come, we make sure, you know, you don't have to cook, you don't have to clean, you don't have to worry about a lot. You just come here and just relax, you know, so this should be your safe place. It should be a place where you want to come, you relax and just, you know, kind of let off the stress of being out there in the world by yourself. So that's what we want this to be when you come home. And hopefully it has been that. You know, you don't come home much. What'd you say, Mike? I think it has been. Yeah. I'm getting a little focused on my painting. I, I underestimate. I oversized Ooh, it. Yeah. Um, even the nose looks nice. I love the Thank you. Yeah, I got to go back over it with black and everything. I don't know what background I'm going to do. How's yours coming along now? I'm going to be sad to see everybody and then see mine. I don't I'm ready it. to see what that head look like. It's kind of like she playing a guitar and it ain't supposed to look like that. <laughs> like she playing a spoon. You can change it up. <laughs> oh, man. Look like she got animal legs back here, right? <laughs> it's supposed to be drippy rain. You have to make a, it a little more water. Like you need a little more water so that it'll drip so naturally yeah. and just leave, like make it super wet and then do your dot and then let it go down. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see that happening. But anyway, I mean, my background don't look trash. So. You know what? You can see what time it is. Well, what is it like to have parents Tell like, I. like Dad and I? Because we know, you know, that wasn't that wasn't part of the question. I didn't have a question. Um, I've enjoyed it. I think. I think it's been a little different than like other parents that I see because you guys weren't because I see I have friends whose parents are pretty like who are who are younger when they had kids mm -hmm. so I think it's a little different um uh I I I think I enjoyed most of it I mean I don't really ha I can't really remember too much um the times when we were young. But I think it was, I, I think it was, it was cool, you know. Um, of course, I didn't, we didn't have to worry about things that other kids have to worry about, which is a, um, a blessing. So, um, other than that, um, I think it, it's, it's, it's just different because, you know, you see other people who's ha who do have younger parents and they're kind of like, relate to them with different things whereas with especially with, with you guys it's kind of like less with dad but i guess with you mom we kind of gotta teach you things you do so, more with techno technology um you know you love that and you go about like mm, i don't know nothing about that because of course sometimes when you see it it's like oh it's so simple how you not you just it's one of the things that you do when you just kind of stumble upon it Mm -hmm. Um, but everybody's stumbling at fifty. I ain't stumbling up on nothing. <laughs> she's still, what she's I see is what I get. Yeah. So. I said you stumble with math, take you to the hospital. Oh, dang! I am. I am. Not that feeble, old. fable, whatever they call it. it ain't feeble, fable. Man. It's feeble. What do you think, Ayana? How was your experience going up? These pants was crazy. Little Larry and Cindy Mac. 
Larry. Since he told the people, little Larry. Huh? That's what it was. That's yeah. what his family called him. Um, like you said, I also have friends whose parents are younger. Um, so it's, it's interesting. I definitely wouldn't change it for nothing. Um, because I, like, once I went to college, I learned, like, oh, my parents taught me a lot of stuff because these people don't know nothing. Like, I went to school with this girl and she didn't know what a CC, like, the little, what is it, a CCV on the back of the card was? Uh, she didn't know what that was. And I was no. like, that's like, that's like simple. But she never, like, had been given money to understand how to use. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of just, I think I just took that for granted that, like, because even you said, like, that you guys, I understand money on a different level than some other people. Like, that's not the only thing. But, like, that's one of the things that I I noticed was a little different. And then with you guys and your, like, your career paths, you have a lot to, I'm able to ask things that some people can't ask their parents. Like, not everybody's parents went to college. So I can ask you guys about that. Like, dad has his own business i can't like some people don't have the opportunity to ask their parents those kind of things so because their parents haven't experienced those kind of things so i definitely appreciate that you guys are well-rounded i don't know if that's the word that i'm looking for to the point where i can ask a plethora of things and you guys still have experience and information to pull on whereas in other people's cases or even if you guys don't you have friends who have done this or who've done that so it's not like i'm ever like I grew up with black people who did a lot of different things and were able to see because you guys have friends who do a lot of different things. And so some people like didn't have that. Like to your thing, I met somebody and they're like, yeah, I've never met a black dentist. And I'm like, my dad's a black dentist. And I also know plenty of other black dentists because he's a black dentist. All right. And so it's just, it's just very different of an experience than some other people. Exposure. Yes, exposure. Uh, I will say... The one thing, because I talked about this on the last episode, and I don't know if you guys kind of know when you do it, but when we were younger, I don't know if it happened, right? even even when someone come over, but when we were younger and you go to pick up a kid or someone's coming to pick up a kid oh, and you guys say you guys are about to leave <laughs> and you calls down and we're about by the door and then you guys are still talking. You ain't never leaving. <laughs> yeah. And then we leave, we go back upstairs, we go back to plan, and we come, you guys calls back down, and you guys are still talking. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, like you just stop putting on your coat and your pants, like forget it. I mean, are your shoes? Well, you know, Malik, you also said, because I told you I watched your podcast, Mm -hmm. you also talked about how you can never be on time, how slow (laughs) you are. So part of that I'm is okay. Let me call him right but now. That was when I was younger. Right over. You always been behind. Oh. You've always been slow, <laughs> slow moving. Slow to go, huh? Not you know, not not taking a uh, not 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 considerate of people's time. Yeah, huh? exactly. You would just be moving all slow. Come on, Malik, let's go. And you just you still do that now. You still that way. And this is like I try to be. I try to be on t- like I try to get better and at punctuality, and it seems like something always happens to where I'm about to get, be out the door. It's like, oh, it's not where I do this, or I gotta grab this, or something happens, and I have to do something or put something away before I can get out. But that's one thing I 
I try to, I try to um, yeah, get better paint. at white paint. I don't even use my white paint. Yeah, I have some white paint to improve on that. Right? It's hard. It is hard to improve. On that. It is, I mean, it. I can be on time. I'm either super early for things to the point where I have to sit in the parking lot and just like, okay, like it'd be weird if I showed up because I know no one else is here, or I'm. I think late. that's kind of something that I think. instead of trying to aim for being like a few minutes late or early, like five to ten minutes, five minutes early, I've got to try to aim for like. 15. My clock in my car is set. I think it's set like five to ten minutes early because of that. So that I know, like, I still be late places, but at least I know. <laughs> like, yeah, I try to plan to be early. It's like, I don't it, get in my said, car until I'm about to leave. So then it's, I, I kind of already know I'm running late a little bit. Yeah, and you can't yeah. change your, like, phone. Like, you can't change your yeah. phone to be early. It won't allow it. Yeah. It has to I, be. I heard someone say that the reason why people are late is because there's a benefit for them to be late. Like they intentionally are late because they feel like everybody else can wait for them to arrive. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. I've never thought about that. Yeah, that people will wait for them and they people wait, you know. Or that they like to see themselves enter into the space. Like, and everybody will stop what they're doing and watch them enter into the space. Like, everybody's going to wait and they're going to watch me come in. So, I don't like, I don't like when people I, yeah. I think mine's an anxiety thing. Like, I don't want to be the first one there. What am I going to do? Am I just going to sit there? Am I going to wait? Like, mm-hmm. what am I going to do? There. So, they're saying, what is your benefit? What's, what's your, you know, like. What do you gain? What do you gain? Yeah, there must be something that you gain from being late. Like, is it that you want everybody to see you walk into the room? Is it that you feel like your time is, that other people's time isn't as valuable as yours is and you can just show up when you want to show up? It's mm-hmm. fine. You know, like, it's reasons like that. I think for me being late, it's more of a, like, because I don't, when I feel like I'm getting somewhere early, I feel like, oh, well, what if I'm the first one there? What am I supposed to do? Like, just all these, like, I don't want to be the first one there, but I don't mind being the second person there. Like, we can get there at the same time. It's like when you're taking a test mm-hmm. and you're finished. She won't be the first one to be finished. Exactly. So once that one person gets up, then you get up. Yeah. But in college, I kind of stopped doing that because it's like, okay, well, I'm done. I'm done. I'm out of here. Because in high school, you just go finish, put your test down, and go back and sit down. And Kyle was like, okay, I'm putting this test and I'm going. I'm going back to my door. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going right back home. But, yeah, I feel like I understand. And, of course, no one's going to admit to, well, unless people, some people do, like, think, like, okay, everyone else will wait for me. That's not something that feels like it's in the top tip of your, like, that you're actually thinking about. It doesn't feel like that, at least. We're doing a whole podcast, and you're taking pictures. I don't. I look a little, little charred. What do you mean know. charred? You look a little ashy. No, it's just. I'm just not a professional painter. Yeah, give me some highlights. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like your T-zone, you get little highlights on your forehead, little highlights under your eyes. 
Nothing's gonna be done here in a second. Yours looks nice. I don't want to put my picture next to yours. I kind of ran out of topics to talk about, and I'm getting really focused on my painting. (laughs) So I'm gonna go ahead and wrap up this episode. Um, Any final? Oh, you can put the music on afterwards. Yeah, I put it on after. Any final thoughts for anyone? Well, for me, I'm just really, I mean, I do, I watch your podcast. I enjoy it. And, you know, I send it out to my family and friends and they enjoy it. My sister was talking about, man, Malik, I just love watching him on there. He is just such a, he's got such personality. So you really should call on Shonda and talk to her about that. But, um, you know, and, and Daryl and them, Daryl was, you know, they just had him cracking up. But, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just proud to see you living your best life. That's, that's, you know, <clears throat> really for me that's what my life is is that you know that I can uh help you to ma- to to matriculate through life and to to mature and to you know enjoy your best life thank you I will say um because I, I haven't told many people this I haven't told many people but as some of you may know I've been the plan was to go to law school. Uh, I took over the summer and even at in the middle and end of my junior year, I start. that's when I started kind of doing prep for the LSAT, which is the entry exam to get for to get a score to, for law schools to look at for admissions and stuff. So I was doing a lot of prep for that and I was stressing out over the test or over the summer and taking the test. I took the test and... It, the process was just so long during the applications, and it didn't need to be. But I, I finished the applications, I got them done, and I sent them out. And I got accepted into two. I'm not sure how many I applied to, but I've only got received word back from two, which is Memphis and Creighton. And both of those were acceptances, which is good. Um, but for a while, like even when I was kind of, maybe when I was doing the applications it was it was kind of at a time where i was like i don't even know if i really want to do this um i was kind of just not really giving up but i was having like second doubts not on if i kind of on if i could but just like i don't know if i really want to do it i don't know if i'll be wasting my time i may waste the money but then because sometimes when i would it, i didn't do all the applications at one time i would do a few and then I would kind of finish. Because I, I always did them late at night. Maybe like 11 or 10. That's when I would start submitting them and things. But I, then I would I would get like this thought in my head. Someone would go, oh, go do some applications. Go finish some applications. I'd go. I'd do some. But over the time where I was done applying, I was, I was feeling like I didn't really know if I should or not. But I will say that when I did get the first acceptance from Memphis, that kind of, it was kind of, uh, I don't want to say it was a kick on my butt, but it was some something where it was a motivation to say, okay, all you put in all that hard work to get this far, you should at least try it. Go in and try it, see how you see see what you can do in it. So, the first acceptance was, was kind of a step towards, okay, yeah, you you did it, and you're a step closer. So don't just give up now. So I guess the moral of that thing is just don't give up now because um, something will happen to where it could change your mind and you and it'll give you a, a ray of hope, I guess, um, or inspiration. So I guess that's my final thought. 
is just if you have something you want to do, keep working towards it. Um, don't give up. And something that you want to do can be more than one thing. Like, for example, I want to do law school and I also want to do this podcast. So I, and I can do both. But yeah, you can don't give up. Try it. If there's something you want to do, try it. Absolutely. I was kind of hoping, I was hoping you were going to talk about my inspiration, I, my inspirational conversation I had with you when you called me about that. You remember what I told you? When you when you were when you were feeling kind of down and and uh, you weren't you were kind of unsure about you know your path and I told you that it would if you're when you're on a path and you don't know where you want to go you should just stay on the path because if you stop you're not going anywhere whereas if you just stay on the path and keep working towards it eventually. And I believe it's a God thing. God eventually s s sends you where you need to go. I think that if you, I see a lot of people who stop and then they get stuck in being stopped. So it's always easier to be working towards something, even if you get there. And I said, I remember I told, told you a law degree has never hurt anyone. So, you know, even if you go forward and you go through law school and then you find out you don't really want to practice law or you don't like, it's not going to hurt you to have that degree. It's only going to help you. So, but I, I was hoping you'd remember that bit of a fatherly wisdom, but that's yeah. all right. And I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's stuck somewhere, but I was, cause I'm I'm sure it's stuck the, somewhere. I was on the verge of it. I was going to, when it first happened, when I first got it, I kind of thought about it because I texted um, Devon and told him about it. And because I told him, like, I don't even know if I really want to do that. And but after that, he had texted me back. He's like, I thought you didn't really want to go. And I was like, I, I did so much to get this far. I, so I didn't think, like, there's no point in me stopping Just now. Stop, yeah. Then I was going to call you guys and talk about that. But I never did. And, and I think we talked a little bit about it. it. And I think, you know, you... I think you got this far. You figure out what you want to do. You know, you still have, what, a year? And I know, I think also that, you know, you have to think about the climate that we're in, being that it's COVID. And, you know, you'll figure it out. You still have time. You'll figure it out. And you may get a school that will, that you just don't want to turn down. You know what I'm saying? There, You might get an acceptance from somebody else that you might think, oh, I want to do this right now. I want to do it next year i mean i don't know you'll figure it out you know it's i think it'll all work it out work itself out nobody's trying so. to pressure you to do anything you you figure it out i just i think this is something because i also wanted to talk i just when i said i wanted to call you guys because I, I felt like even when i talked to um because i called mr gilmore a second time i had a couple questions for him um and i just it was something that you and him said like a something that you have a hunger for like a passion i just didn't it was a time where I, I didn't feel like i i had any i didn't know what i was i didn't feel like i had anything that i was hungry for so when you guys talk about it, of course there's moments where of course i know that's something you like a lot of something that people talk about but i just there'll be moments where i'm like okay i'll see like inspirational quotes or motivational quotes or i hear something and i will kind of trigger something in my mind like, to think about it but and i'll say like okay that's something you need to do but it, it was something that never really like clicked. I still don't know if it's fully clicked, but it's just I re recognize that as something that's like 
something I need to like work on or find that's like a passion or a hunger to just keep getting to because even with that it was like um because I'm kind of like it's a confidence thing too and like not saying that I lack confidence mm-hmm. but it's something that you have to have a, a confidence with and I was kind of being like a, a standoffish type like okay well I don't I don't want to rub someone the wrong way but I didn't know that that was what you need to do right and that's that hunger of okay even if he gets even if it does rub him the wrong way at least it's like it's my shot is out there like I'm gonna keep doing yeah what I can doing what I can to get there making yourself notice yeah let them know you're there I wanted to say too before you I don't want you to close without um, me giving giving um credit your your boys who do the music every, every, all the when I was initially listening to your podcast I never realized that um your intro they're your friends in the music and I was I was impressed I was always listening to that thing, and it, this is nice and then when you told me it was them I was I was kind of surprised not that I underestimate them but uh it just lets me know how really serious they are and you know I hope hope that they're gonna just keep forward keep going forward and keep working at at succeeding at that because they definitely have the talent. They definitely, I mean, they definitely are, are good at what they do. Yeah, I would tell them a lot too. It's like, you guys are really like some, because it's not a lot of people who are, like I have a good amount of friends, but it's not a lot who I see like working towards something as much as, as them. Yeah. It's like, how much they make music. Yeah, how serious they are about it. I love They put their money towards it and they put their time and effort towards it things like that. I love it. So, do you have anything? You have anything, Ayana? Any mm-hmm. final thoughts, closing remarks? I don't really have too many final thoughts or closing remarks. I mean, it's cool to be on the podcast. Um, happy to be home, spending time with my family. Yeah, I don't have nothing too monumental. Final words for me. Didn't nobody ask me, but I'm gonna give them anyway. Oh, it was going. It was going around. Okay. Um, I'm happy that you decided to share our family with your friends and um, people who watch your podcast. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And um, I'm really happy that you're doing the podcast. I think it builds character and um, it gets you, you know, into another space as you develop it and keep going. Um, I love to see um, you and Ayana kind of display those talents that are just, you know, God-given talents. You just try one thing and it just keeps building and growing and growing. And, you know, Ayana is kind of stepping into her own with some of her own pictures and thinking about how she wants to share her educational gift and begin to teach other young people about, you know, um, to become a teacher and an educator. And I think that's pretty cool too um, because there's so many young kids who um, you guys could, definitely be role models too you know and i would love to be able to have you guys talk to some young people about you know just your lived experiences and how you just continue to do things in life that would encourage people brown and black people um young people like you too um so i I can't wait to see some of that start happening um so i'm we are very proud of um ayana and malik yes very proud of you guys um we know that you guys will continue to be blessed and do wonderful things in the world and just not to forget about um, other people because other people um, 
you'll be able to you'll be able to do things to help other people in so many different ways. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing more of that in you. So whatever you guys decide, you know that um, your dad and I are supporting you all the way and cheering you on. And um, that's just how it is. Woo! The black fist with some black lives matter bracelets on it. It's a ribbon. It's a ribbon. It's a ribbon. It's a ribbon that's wrapped around the wrist. Yes. I'm not mad at you. I don't want to share mine. You got to post the final pictures at the end. Oh, we do? No, I don't know. I was just saying. Oh. All right. So, yeah, it's been a joy. So, um, yeah, to all the people, thanks for watching the DeVise, Team DeVise. Yes, that's thanks. what we call ourselves. Team DeVise or LKM. Um, Did you have a, a song that you wanted to play, though? Oh, I'll figure it out. No, I, I, I'll figure it out. I was, I was going to let you choose it, but uh, I was going to play some some nice jazz or something, you know, some so just to change jazz. up a little bit. From the yeah, I only choose the music when it's just me there. Okay. I just let whoever else is on. I'll play the music. I'll play the song I'm talking about. You can just tell me and I'll um, make sure you play it. Yeah. I'll, I'll it play it. All right, you want to stop the videotape? Let me send it. Um, no, no, send it. Cookies. You might have to kind of. So your final words, Malik, you done? You alright? I'll, I'll. You turn it to. I'll get this on. Okay, you want me to? There was no pink. You can make pink with red and white. Oh, yeah. that orange with yellow and oh, it looks so right. good. I hate it. Orange. But you you, you just know, have you to make the color. No, you can't. You have to hear what it says. Yeah, you just gotta just make gotta the color. Cool. Yellow and orange. Yeah. Or yellow and red. Miles Davis. More yellow than red, though. No, we're not yellow with phone. Oh, yeah, I needed a lot of yellow. I'm sorry. He's done by Marcus Miller. I can get it going. Watch when the bass comes in. Tell all your friends to go check it out. Alright, my dad has left. He's over there. But outro song, he picked it. It's called So What? The live version by Marcus Miller. A little bit of jazz. Um, yeah. Remake of Miles Davis. Remake of Miles Davis. Um, yeah, so if you made it this far, I appreciate you. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, comment, share, subscribe. Um, if you're listening to this on iTunes, rate it five stars. Leave a review if you want. Uh, yeah, so go ahead and get out of here. 
episode 13. Recognize this song.
you. So, so what? Miles Davis. Thanks. So we're gonna move from Miles to Train. This is a John Coltrane song. It's a beautiful song called Lonnie's Lament. Mm -hmm. 